You're at the Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub where we enjoy conversations with people who are engaged in the world of coaching. Welcome to the Coaching Inn. I'm Claire Pedrick. And today, look who's just walked into the pub. Hey! <laughs> Joe Wright. Thank Welcome. you. I'm impressed with the pub. I'm impressed with the pub. I can't I can't deny. Obviously, I'm impressed to be on here with you, but the pub is is particularly special. So uh Alex Swallow said we should have a drink. He did indeed. He said something about some nice words about both of us and said we need to catch up together. So here we are. Indeed. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I have no idea what you're gonna ask me. Neither have I. <laughs> It does sound like a night at the pub then, doesn't it? Oh, this is a night at the pub. <laughs> Brilliant. So tell me about you and your, well, your, let me make that a little bit closer. Tell me about your coaching journey. Oh, crikey. I mean, to be honest, it's been phenomenal, amazing, uh, life-changing. That's probably the best words. Um, and I'll I'll try and give it a potted, potted history because, we, to be honest, we'd be here all through we'll be here every day and night talking in the pub um so who am I I've always been um a leader and manager that used a coaching style didn't know that's what I was doing from early on in my career didn't have any coach training but I had a few career light bulb moments you know the ones that you look back on and think oh yeah that 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 was something happened at that moment in time um and it was really when, you know, it started being a, a young line manager. I'm saying potted history. This is going to go on. Um, young line manager, desperate to have all the answers, desperate to give all the answers, 24, 25 years old, leading a team who were way more experienced than me um, and me thinking, what am I even doing in this role? Um, so there I was dishing out answers galore, best I could. And then one day I remember it's, I can still see it to this day. And it was actually in a pub uh, because I was in hospitality. I was in the hospitality industry. So the conversation happened in a pub. And I said to one of my team, we were coming up with a solution. Um, no, I'll rephrase that. I was coming up with a solution as the line manager, let's be clear. And um, and in the end, I just thought, I've emptied my pockets. I have got nothing else to give to this conversation. <laughs> my mouth's gone dry. Um, and I just looked over at him and said, what would you do? And then I just stayed quiet. And honestly, his solutions were, I can't even put a percentage on how much better than my solutions they were. Um, and I just remember sitting there thinking, why didn't I ask that sooner? Ah. Um, why didn't I ask that sooner? And um, and the solutions that he came up with, we adopted and, and they were hugely successful. And I remember thinking, wow, that was that was really powerful. And um the, the building trust and rapport with people had always been something that, you know, I'm a people person. So that bit had always come easy, kind of interested in people. But the asking questions rather than trying to give all the answers was a real powerful. And I was like I said, I was early in my 20s. Um, and as I kind of progressed throughout my career as a manager or as a leader of teams, um, I knew that. I knew I was doing something right because they were developing and growing. Still didn't know it had a name, but I knew caring for my team, um, helping them grow and develop helped me to grow and develop and the whole team. So it, but I just thought it was people skills, if that meant. And, it, and to be fair, it is people skills, but I just thought that's what it was. Um, and then 
And then I started realizing it was coaching and I became the go-to person. So this is now years further down. I became the, the mentor. People kept coming to me asking me for career mentoring, kind of tagged onto my day job. Mm. And then I went on and then the biggest light bulb moment, the kind of one that illuminated everything was I became a change. Um, it was called change and learning manager, which always tickles me because the acronym was CALM. Um, <laughs> And it was anything other than calm because it was on a transformational change program. So you know what they're like. They're, they're never calm. They're kind of anything other. Um, and I realized that I didn't quite, I recognized that people weren't just changing when we told them to. Um, and I thought there's something a bit deeper in here. What There's something in psychology going on. And uh, But where I did see the pockets of change, it was when there was either one-to-one coaching conversations happening or group coaching conversations happening on the change program itself. And that's what I would call the winning hearts and minds phase of a change program. And it was the coaching conversations that were making all the difference. And I just thought, yeah, there's something special in this. And and it kind of, it connected all the dots throughout a 20 20 odd year career. So I knew that I wanted to do a coaching qualification. I knew I wanted to get a few more stripes. I wanted to understand this superpower um, more deeply. Um, I researched coaching qualifications so the cows came home um, and, and, and more than anything it was probably procrastination and lack of cash so the two things together <laughs> combined but with me not coming up with a solution until one day I had a really important conversation with somebody who recommended uh, the company that I ended up uh, doing my coaching qualification and I'm, I'm proud to say it was barefoot coaching uh, with Kim Morgan um, and and I just but still, it was quite expensive. And I thought, oh, right. But, you know, it was I had to make a choice one year. It was either a really fancy holiday or invest in my own development. Yeah. But, and I always made redundant along the way. So I got a redundancy check on the Friday. And on the Monday, the money went down for the coaching qualification. And the rest is history. Um, it was a, a life-changing experience on, on every level. It, it, it made me... You know, I remember speaking to Kim. I was like, will I be able to set up a coaching business on the back of this as self-employed? And she went, well, there's a lot more. You'll definitely have the coaching skills, you know, but there's a lot more to setting up a coaching business. And um, and I thought, fair enough, <laughs> but I'm still doing this qualification. Off I went, met some amazing people. And as I thought I was going to come out as, you know, I kind of saw it as some sort of coaching sausage machine that I was going to come out as some sort of amazing coach. And actually, I became I came out um, a a freshly qualified coach, but with significantly more self-awareness. It it taught me all about myself. And and, and what it made me recognize was that I'd been carrying a whole rucksack of limiting beliefs on my back throughout my career. And the coaching qualification um, served to get rid of them. And, And we all practice coaching. You'll know this on the coaching courses. You practice coaching. And most people came with random topics to be coached on, you know, when we were having the practice conversations. And I only went with one question. It didn't matter what the tool, trick, technique was. I had one question to be coached on. And that was, can I, I realise now it's a closed question. Can I go self-employed or how can I go self-employed? Kind of, can I do this? And and I'll never forget the moment that I realized I could. I was being coached by another trainee coach. We were doing the walking and talking coaching. And um, 
and I'll, I'll never forget the moment as long as I live but like it's again one of those critical career moments where she she shouted at me um I'd met I'd, I'd built up a great rapport with her on the course and and she basically stopped me I was I was throwing out all my fears how, all the reasons I couldn't do it all the security the fear that I've always had a good job you and and she just turned around and stopped and looked at me and she kind of shouted but shouty in a smiley way and said Joe you're absolutely brilliant at this sort of thing you absolutely can do this she said there is only one person holding you back and I was sat there waiting for who is it who is it you know I'll go and speak to them she was like you and and she was really quite strong with that and I just thought and it was like I had a penny in my throat and it just dropped into my stomach and it's never gone back since and the rest is history. Coaching culture is now six years in the making in terms of from the blank piece of paper concept to now being um, a successful business with way over 100 customers around the world, um, renewing our platform and product year in, year out. So we've got some customers now on year four working with us. And to be honest, quite frankly, I never dreamed because I clearly wasn't dreaming big enough that I'd be leading a, and co-founding a business that is making a difference to a lot of people and organizations out in the world. So now it's just time to dream, dream even bigger. Wow. What an amazing journey. Thank you. I don't know what to say. It's just, it is my journey and it's kind of every day I pinch myself and it's not been easy at all. And um and it's not you know it's I often say I often talk about the journey certainly the coaching culture part of the journey setting up your own business co-founding it so I'm a co-founder it's me and my I called my business partner the wizard behind the curtain so he's the tech guru um it's it's in equal levels of a of a on kind of I have this vision of a weighing scales and it's amazing and challenging kind of I know I'm doing this and we're just on audio so I'm busy showing you my hands moving up and down like weighing scales but it's um it's equally amazing and challenging it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my career but the most amazing thing I'm ever doing in my career as well so I'm forever grateful for that I'm forever grateful for the learnings every day is a school day I'm forever grateful for having a great team for the skills and knowledge we have about coaching bringing it being able to bring that to your own organization and then making that difference out to others is just something special yeah and so needed isn't it because I think there's a kind of fantasy sometimes that coaching is something that we do in a in a room with the door shut yes and it's special but actually it's not that special (laughs) I mean it is and it isn't but but the real change can happen in the workplace can't it Oh, 100%. And and I often say we've got to get, you know, we've got to get rid of these myths about coaching, you know, and I, I've done a webinar, you know, which is about myth busting, um, where people think it's this sort of dark art in a room, you know, with some person who's come in with a briefcase, shut the door, close the blinds and what the heck is going on in there? What's happening? But yeah, some, yeah. Something magical is happening in the conversation. And I, I, I've kind of got this sort of capability triangle um at the very top I talk about external accredited you know exec coaches etc you know they're the ones that invested a lot of money time effort hours CPD supervision they're at the top of the tree and quite right 
But the very bottom of the triangle is self-coaching. Us yeah. all stopping and asking ourselves questions before before we'll run to our bosses and say, have you got the answer for me? Because I can't be bothered to think. And in everything in between, leaders and managers being able to have the ability to have a good quality conversation, which is exactly what I was doing years ago without any stripes on my shoulder whatsoever. It was only the interest in the topic and, and some of the fascination said there's more to this um, that I, you know, invested and progressed into a different kind of in, in, in a different way. Um, but I absolutely agree. The magic happens, whether it's peer to peer coaching, um, whether there's an internal accredited pool of coaches, but don't leave it all to them because they can't. I, I always say. I felt when I was self-employed and, and I went from self-employed to setting up coaching culture when I was. The purpose behind coaching culture was about scaling coaching and, and, and my wizard behind the curtain business partner and I talked, I said, I feel like I'm sprinkling fairy dust on one person. I can't do that to everybody in the world. You know, this is this is not possible for one person. How do we scale this magic mm. as far as wide as possible? And we've done that with the voice of um through our coaching culture community, we've got a magazine, we've got a podcast. So we've definitely raised the awareness of all these different solutions. And we've also got a digital solution, which is very much focused on self-coaching, encouraging leaders and managers to have the capability to coach, but also to have have everyday coaching conversations. So the self-coaching tool is called Mindset, and that's for people who we wouldn't get the opportunity to coach in a workplace until they're in the 40s on a leadership development program, as an example. Yeah. Actually, no, that's criminal. What about the people earlier on in the career? So we've created something because I kind of got on my soapbox on the back of my qualification thinking, this is amazing. Why has everybody not got the opportunity to have these powerful self-reflection moments that are linked to psychology that are linked to what's going on in the mind um that are driving their behaviors so it's been a, a great journey it's like, and it's still it's not easy but it's worth it how does that sound as a little that's amazing you can see I'm passionate about this topic, can't you? I have this yeah. little, I have this pretend branded soapbox that I go around and stand on and kind of, you could imagine, I have visions of me being on the corners of the street on a Saturday. <laughs> coaching is the answer. Where are you on your coaching culture journey? <laughs> Genius name. <laughs> Which one? Coaching, coaching culture. Genius name. I've got to accredit that. Oh, there's a story about us even getting that web domain. It's a brilliant, honestly, the journey has just been, one day I'll write the, the, the story behind coaching culture, the ups, the downs and the laughs, the not so funny moments, because um, it will it will be a brilliant book. I always say to one of my team who's the copywriter in the team, uh, this is all of this is just the story for a blockbuster movie. <laughs> it's just it's just this is just the we're just writing the script and one day we'll be uh, we'll be on cinemas everywhere. And people go, no, nah, that that never happened. No, it did. <laughs> so let me tell you about the story about getting coaching culture genius name. So when my business partner's um, a, a clever guy and he's a marketer and business strategist, he's an entrepreneur, he, he'd run businesses before very successfully. And when we got talking about, I was like, it's mindset. We need, you know, we focus too much on skills. We need people to understand their own mindsets. So this is soapbox, blank piece of paper conversation. Anyway, I said, we need to get it out to the masses. And he went, so really what you're describing is it's a coaching culture. He said, 
And I was like, uh, yeah, it probably is actually. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes, it is. And he went, mm, okay. So off he went looking for the domain coaching. Well, oh, and we set up the magazine and we called it Coaching Culture Magazine and it really resonated with people. Of course it did. Of course it did. People going, yeah, we want some of that. We want a coaching culture, yeah. but we, don't, we haven't got a clue what to do and how to get there. So the magazine really started taking off and literally we've got over 6,000 people kind of downloading our magazines. We kind of, it started off, we did a lot in hard copy. We still got some in hard copy, uh, but more people have said we want it digital. You're kind of killing too many trees now. Um, and and then we said, well, maybe the business should be called Coaching Culture. So we went looking for the coachingculture.com domain and .co.uk and they'd both gone. Of course they had. .co.uk was being used actively and .com wasn't. So despite me being a coach with now a, a renewed growth mindset and, and less limiting beliefs, I still wouldn't have then thought, I would have then just gone, well, that's not available. Let's look for mycoachingculture.com yeah. or coaching, another coaching culture. Let's look for something else. Not my business partner is an out-and-out entrepreneur and therefore as an entrepreneur no, no barrier is no barrier is a barrier. Everything is possible. So he, um, to all intents and purposes, it's probably the wrong use of language. But this is how the poor lady felt about it. Stalked the yes, lady. That was the word that came to my mind. <laughs> stalked. Okay. This is called resilience, actually. But stalked is another word. Stalked the lady who owned the domain, who was sat on it, doing nothing with it. It wasn't an active live domain, but she was sat on it. So he, he saw, she was in Canada and he found out who it was. And they ended up on a call one day and he disappeared off into a room. So we now had an office and we were now busy building the business. And he disappeared off into the room, going on this call with this poor, innocent woman in Canada thinking, who are you? And she genuinely did not believe that it was real. It was a scam in her head. Who is this person who somehow tracked me down? And, and also not only tracking me down, offering me money for this domain. <laughs> anyway, he clearly made her an offer that she couldn't refuse. By the end of the day, um, he'd bought the domain and that was it. The coachingculture.com world became ours. Wow. And our oh, phenomenal and coachingculture.co.uk was still being used actively by somebody else so <laughs> this is just so funny the whole story honestly it is the hollywood uh, hollywood movie one day the the company that was using coachingculture.co.uk and they might listen into your podcast and go oh right cheers thanks thanks for that <laughs> lapsed on their renewal for the web domain and the day they lapsed we got it Wow. So, coaching. So, team, any listeners, renew your domain name. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> Joe Wright will be on it. <laughs> coaching culture. It's like coaching culture, global domain domination. It's, it's happening. It, that matters, though, doesn't it? I think, because I think, I mean, when we started, we got the .com, and then, because that was all there was in mm. those days, and then we got the .co.uk, and then we got the .org. And then they they really recommend that you buy everything, right? Okay. But then there was a moment when I when I'm just going, you can't buy everything. <laughs> I can't afford all this. <laughs> I mean, interestingly, other people have set up companies called 3D Coaching. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. And I want to go. Did you look us up? 
Yeah, it's interesting. We've had people um, coaching culture dot something, which will be some company in a far, far, far flung land who've used our colours, imagery, branding, and they were imitating us on LinkedIn. That was quite entertaining. Um, We jumped on that um, with a large hammer. Um, So, yeah, the journey's journey's fascinating. We haven't bought everything, I have to say. Yeah, you can't buy everything, can you? No, no, we haven't. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's kind of it. That's it in a little, in a little potted nutshell. (laughs) honestly I could talk for hours about this story you can imagine can't you the stories that I've got up my sleeve about the highs the lows the funny moment the 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 critical moments of that moment then but you don't know it at the time it's only when you look back and connect the dots you go ah it was then it was that it was this it was that it you just you're just mapping this little journey along the way and connecting all the dots and and it's fantastic it's um it's yeah it's what can I say it's I never dreamed I'd be doing this I was literally the question to be coached on and this is literally only back in 2015 so only years ago can I go self-employed I was asking the wrong question (laughs) your question should have been can I change the world (laughs) how can I change the world how do I change the world one one conversation at a time oh do you know what it does feel like we're making a difference. We get that, you know, I'm currently writing a book and I've got your book as well, which is great. Thank you. I, and thanks to Alex's recommendation. I'm currently writing my first book. Again, that was never on the, uh, that was never on the to-do list. Part of my um, fear of the coaching qualification was actually putting pen to paper for three assignments that added up to 12,000 words. So that, that was the biggest, one of the biggest mental blocks I had. I was like, I've not written since university. I can't even remember how to do that. Now I'm absolutely loving, you know, kind of writing the, the, the book, but it's about how to build a coaching culture. It's still titleless until I come up with something cool um, or not cool and just come up with something really normal. Um, and it, 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 it's, I've been gathering case studies as part of the book writing. Oh my word. Honestly, I'm like, Wow. You know, until you go out there and speak to our customers and just sort of say, how have our solutions helped? Literally, my go- I have this thing called a goosebumpometer and, and it's been going off. Ping, 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 ping. Because people have been saying stories about individuals in the business, teams in the business of how the solutions have made a difference, particularly, you know, particularly a mindset, which is people have done some of our little modules, which is a self-coaching modules. And they've recognized things about themselves that they would never have done because they wouldn't have had access to a, an expensive coach later on in their career. Um, there's other things as well. And, and you know, it, it's just made me go. Honestly, I, I literally look over my shoulder and go, "Is this is this me that we is this is this happening?" And it is, and it is with a, with a big smile on our faces as well. So, what's your dream now, Joe? Oh, dreaming bigger, um, more probably a greater global footprint. We have got global companies, and some of those are featuring in our uh, in our book. Um, but actually, it, for me, it's about more organisations, more and more organisations building their own coaching culture. Build, and and if, if we can help them in some way, that's brilliant. You know, there's plenty of organisations who can help out there. But if we can help in some small way to make a difference, 
that is great. Global domination is probably a, a um, much further down the line, to be fair. But we've got some great names as customers, you know, like um, from a global perspective. Etihad, Etihad Airways, they've been a customer now for three years. One of the case studies is, the case studies is Kanos Group, which is a global um, tech, kind of tech and technology digital transformation organization there's just loads of stuff there um that, and we've got then lo- some fabulous uk focused companies as well i think it's just such a market out there and i don't think not everybody's doing what we're doing from a digital there's other companies that are doing digital stuff but it's often virtual coaching so it's a human being to a human, whereas actually we've got digital solutions that we can turn on and press a button and it can be zapped out to thousands in an instant and a heartbeat. So, um, yeah, it's what's the big dream? The, the big dream is just continually growing and, and listening to our customers, our community and serving them of what they need. That's how we get our answers. That's where the answer and the team. That's where the answers are. I just open my ears and listen. And then it just feeds the strategy. You know, I was on a call last week with, the, with um, one of our customers who's been a customer now for two years. And, and I was on with one of my team. And um, and they said just a few things. And it was like, well, that's really easy for us to sort out. That's really easy for us to do. So it's so we're sorting it out. Do you know, so it's, things, it's just listening. That's it. And I, I visualize. Well, I told you before about the weighing scales. I also have this coaching visualization thing when I'm coaching or asking questions that I have elephant ears. Otherwise, I have the um, the potential to uh, let the mouth do more of it. So I have to really visualize these being huge so that they work in that proportion. <laughs> and that's what makes the difference, asking the right questions and co- coaching our customers to find mm. out what the solution should be. Mm. Mm. And going back to something you said earlier, actually, the, the 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 secret weapon is the right questions being in the air. Yeah, totally. And people being willing to, to think about them, isn't it, rather than anybody asking anybody else necessarily. Yeah, absolutely. And and it is all about that. I mean, it, it makes, you know, like today, you know, you and I are talking International Women's Day and somebody asked me last week about... Um, would you consider doing a talk about being a female leader in the, in, and the specific word was female, female leader in the tech space. And I went, but it's not my gender that's made any difference to me. I said, it, it, it's, it's ability to learn. It's determination. It is having the art of being able to ask questions and listen. I said, I said, I, I don't see that agenda thing. I see that as a human skill. I, I said it's that that's the secret I said not my jet because she wanted it to be about me as a female I'm like but it's not about that I, for me it isn't anyway mm-hmm. um and and she was like oh that's a really interesting point I said it's mindset I said and we've all got one of them yeah yeah it's you as a human 100% and we 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 beat that drum a lot a lot you know human um authenticity um, I was on. A, I was listening to a webinar yesterday with Kim Scott, who's the author of Radical Candor. Oh, love that book. <laughs> love her. Love that book. She she was amazing. She had she she made me laugh. Some of the stories she was saying. And um, where was I going? What was I telling you with this? Oh, human thing. And she said somewhere in our early twenties, somebody told us 
that we had to be professional. And, and, and she said, and um, comes with being professional is leaving your true self at the door because suddenly you're thinking about what you're saying. You're, you're really mindful. You're really aware. You're really, and actually just be human, just be you. And that's where the magic happens. And we, we preach that all the time. Just be you and be, you know, have a laugh. I did a post the other day, last Friday, I did a post on LinkedIn about, you know, with all our mental health challenges in the workplace and the power of laughter, why haven't we got a laughter in the workplace strategy? Some people just don't want to laugh in the workplace because they're not being professional. Honestly, my best days are when we're absolutely howling laughter and celebrating team successes. The dopamine flies everywhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, all these things we're trying to sort of sprinkle around. Yeah. Because it's about unsticking, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Unsticking what what's been I suppose being sold to us that how you need to be at work or how you you know I just think it's unlearning all of that and let's start again as let's focus on humanity and go from there yeah that's our new book is it let's focus on humanity and go from there no well that's a good that may be best title than the title we've got it's true though isn't it and to be fair, the pandemic has definitely given that a whole kick up the backside, but it was happening before. But I think there's something in coaching that we often feel we can't be human because we need to be professional. But who said that you can't be human and professional? I just think you can. I think the two go together. And, and I just think be, be who you are. Because people often come to me and go, oh, should I have a niche in my coaching? And I'm like, you are the niche. You are you. you. There is not another you, unless you're going to tell me otherwise. I'd like that. It's about you. Nobody can. Co- nobody can compete with you. And, and you can see them going. Oh, yeah. Good point. I'm like, there you go. Just be you, and you will attract. You know the right clients, the right work. Um, yeah. There's definitely. There's a lot of great stuff going on and coaching is a, a massive part to play in that. And I think organisations, thankfully, are waking up to that now. Mm. They really are the power of coaching. There's still one question that we don't seem to get asked as much that we used to pre-pandemic was, well, what's the ROI? That question did come up a lot. And we'd be scrabbling around to kind of find data and evidence. Literally, that question seems to, not everywhere, but it was a question that was really important. And it was like, if you can't prove it, then I'm not interested. And it's like, how do you prove caring for people, listening to people, building a rapport, building trust, unlocking the potential? And all of that. How can you how can you prove? Because that really does build performance on for the individual, for the team, for the organization. But anyway. There we go. It's or they happy. Happy. or they happily leave happy. They leave happy and they've moved on somewhere that ha- will and, and encourage all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, there is a culture, isn't there, in many workplaces of, of just enough. Or even not quite just enough. Go on, explain that a little bit further, because that, that could be that could be so broad. Go on. What do you mean? Well, by it's about specific? getting by, isn't it? We get by. Rather than going deep, as it were. Yeah, well, yeah, we get by. So as long as people are, as long as people are getting by, 
yeah then and doing the work then that's okay yeah but but there's such a gap there in the potential between what is and what could be the art of the possible absolutely absolutely yeah and and it's that short-term thing isn't it that short-term view of the world um you know it's now 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 rather than building for the future and actually you know whenever I get on my little coaching culture soapbox or do talks I often talk about you know a coaching culture isn't is about building a you know putting the foundations in now but it's also about building an organization that you'd want your children to be working in in x number of years time this is a this is about future proofing because guess what kids are getting more conversate coaching conversations in schools they're getting talks about growth mindset and well-being and all these great things it's like they're going to expect it don't be suddenly giving them a bit of command and control when they're in the workplace in 10 years time that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it and it's already showing now actually you know the people coming into the workplace don't fear feedback like others may have done and they're expecting it they want it they want to know how they can improve how can they be there it's just times are changing and and I often throw out the, the, the question you know in any talks I might do is and you know times are changing are you changing with it yeah because if you don't move you'll be left behind you're going backwards aren't you you're going backwards and stagnating absolutely I mean I, I obviously I mean I know that we attract organizations who are either they already know coaching's the answer somewhere in there one of the answers um or they're intrigued to learn more because there's been a lot of noise so let you know I've got some issues here and and whenever people talk about their issues their pain points you know call it coaching coach call it great conversations call it better conversations are all the always the answers you know and every time more communication better communication building relationships building trust it's interesting because we run a a a training in organizations particularly in the nhs yeah and it's it's 30 hours so half of it's on uh, videos and half of it's practice yeah but people have to practice six or seven times before they lose the i must fix everything you're saying to me thing even though they know that the thing they're trying to do here is to not fix. That is a brilliant statistic because I see it and people say, yeah, I coach. I, it's, I don't need this. I, my team need this. That's I love that. I don't need this. My team needs it. It's like, oh, well, that's probably not great self-awareness. And, and and then you go into the practice conversations, don't you? And it's, you, you know, you need to literally hack people to stop jumping Well, duct tape might be better. <laughs> Tape. Yeah, I think duct I tape is more useful than PowerPoint slides, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Here's the tools for this training course today. Here's some duct tape. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but you'll, you'll be wearing it. <laughs> but but the, the magnetic obsession that I have to bring the conversation back to me and I have to tell you what to do is so strong. That it's even inherent in us, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, and you give people permission not to do that, and they can't, won't, don't take it. It's it's interesting. Michael Bungie Stanier is one of my sort of heroes <gasps> from obviously the yes. coaching world. I did a podcast with him. 
I still talk about it. He's great. Um, and he, he and he presented our final award at our award ceremony. He did a video oh, wow. for us, Coaching Culture of the Year. He did a little video for us, which is great. Um, he's currently writing another book as well now. Um, but his book, The Advice Trap, Yes. You know, he talks about your advice monster. It's like, yes, let me dive in. I've got all my advice. I'm going to show you that I know more than you um, because you've asked me. So I'm going to tell you. And, you know, it, it it's a skill, isn't it? Not to dive in. It is a skill not to dive in and to just keep staying curious and asking questions. And the, the solutions come. The solutions come, don't they? They do. I listen to really experienced coaches coaching and they still dive in it's just a bit more subtle yes or <laughs> or, or or framed you know maybe it'll help if I just share my, my experience. no 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 it's much more subtle than that it's 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 diving in early after the first shiny thing right I can help here so <laughs> no well no it's just asking a I'm curious about right but it's being curious about a shiny thing they happen to have said yeah, as they're as they're arriving without asking them which bit of the thing is a useful thing for us to do. So right. we then coach on the shiny thing. Yeah, but what if it wasn't the shiny thing? That's that was the thing they wanted to talk about today. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've absolutely. Do, we've done a very fine coaching session on something that wasn't a thing. <laughs> but we both feel good about it now. Yes, we do, absolutely... and they go, "Oh, that was lovely." And then two days later, they go, "Oh." Actually, the thing I really wanted to talk about with my coach was this. Yeah. But we didn't talk about that. So I wasn't asked the question. Because my coach didn't ask me what. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fascinating. It is It is a skill. And I know we kind of implied, oh, it's not, you know, it's not difficult. And I, I often also relate coaching or a story it, about coaching being similar to cooking. <laughs> There's different levels. We don't all need to be a professional chef, but we should all have some level of uh, cooking skills. <laughs> However basic they may be, we should all be able to do some of this um, because that is better than not being able to do it at all. And actually just, <laughs> you know, one one of the case studies in the book, the, I did the interview last week. Honestly, what some of the, the, the phrase was, coaching is, is now the air that we breathe. Oh, my word. Honestly, I was like, oh, wow, that's phenomenal. That is powerful. And that is from someone who only three years ago was saying our managers were having conversations galore, just the wrong ones. And she says, now coaching is the air that we breathe. It's the way we communicate. I was like, wow, that's powerful. How do we get that out everywhere? Yeah. What a different, what a difference in the world if you know, more, because it brings so much goodness, doesn't it? I always say to people, there are no downsides to a coaching culture. There are none. If you can find me one, I'll challenge you because there are. Yeah. There are yeah. no downsides. These are absolutely win-win growth conversations. Um, everybody wins. Therefore, why aren't we all focusing on this more and more and more? Oh, I've got so many thoughts going off, Joe. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. <laughs> let, let this not be our last podcast. <laughs> oh, well, considering we've literally just met, um, but we knew that we'd share the same passion and topic and, and even better that it's in a pub. Indeed, and big thank you to Alex. 
Yeah, because I'm just thinking, so one of my definitions of coaching is a conversation where somebody feels heard and gets new insights. Yeah, I love it. And and my new kind of mantra is what's the least that I need to do for that to be true? What's the least that I need to do for somebody to feel heard and get new insights? Oh, I love that. But as you're talking, I'm thinking, actually, that's a really good little thing for managers. You know, what's the least that I need to do for this to be a great conversation? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And to be honest, you and I know it's probably just ask a ask a, a, a small number of powerful questions and sit back and listen. Put 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 the duct tape on and listen. And let, let them, them do the work. Them. Yeah. Let's let feel them. heard. Yeah. And do the I, work. Yeah, totally. I think the what the, the most powerful conversations are those where you don't actually do a lot of the talking at all, as we know. And at the end of it, the person's just gone, blah, 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 talk, talk, talk. And they go, oh, thank you very much for that. You know, and actually, you've just answered one one question or two, kind of Nancy Klein-esque. But they've just sort of downloaded and talked and talked. And when they've heard their words coming out of their mouth, they've they've, they've verbalised their thoughts, heard themselves saying stuff. They kind of go, oh, I've only just realised that myself. But, you know, it's that's it's giving somebody the space, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I get coached all the time at work as well. You know, my team coach me. I'll coach, you know, so what's stopping you? I get coached all the time and, and I love it. It's like literally, well, that was a great coaching question, but, it, you know, it, it's a constant, you know, well, what's stopping you? Eh, actually, what is stopping you? Yeah. Mm, okay, right. Well, what are you going to do then? Right, I'm going to do that. Right, off you go. <laughs> we coach each other or it's not a... Yeah. We don't go into a room and they're kind of, well, clearly sometimes we do. We have catch-ups, one-to-ones and stuff. But, you know, it's 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 just constant. Yeah. How will you know by the end of this meeting that it's been a good one? Yeah, totally. Yeah. What do you want to get out of this? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm doing something with our team at 10 o'clock or, or some of the team. And that's going to be the first question, kind of what what will make this a good hour for you? I know I know what they've come to me asking me for. But I want everybody to input so I can know by the, the the hour that we'll go, right, okay, how was that? Did we all get what we need or is there anything else we need to do? But doesn't that make your life easier? Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Because then um, they're not going to go, you didn't give me what I needed. No. Absolutely. Because you know what they need. There's too much mind reading. Oh, I love the mind reading thing. The mind reading, I remember so many people in my career have come to me and said blah, 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 about somebody and they've been sort of feeling anxious about somebody and they've come to me and told me and I was like, um, and what have, what have they said when you've told them? And they go, oh, oh no, I haven't told them. Oh no, I'm not, I've, I've not told them. I was like, okay. However you perceive them as a person and no matter what they've done or said, one thing that they Oh, definitely not is a mind reader. None of us have mastered that skill yet. And until we do, you're going to have to tell them, oh, I don't want to tell them. Well, how how are they going to change if you're not going to give them that? back to the radical candor feedback? How? No, I just wanted to talk to you about it. Well, I can't do anything about it. <laughs> it's mind reading. And mind reading is very, com- mind reading is, um, and is comfort zone stuff, isn't it? You know, it's, it's, or assuming what other people are thinking um, when actually you've just not asked. Yeah, and also, I, I was doing a course yesterday and we were talking about checking in 
Oh, yeah. And the importance of checking in in coaching. Yeah. And somebody goes, I don't like checking in. And I went, well, how do you know you're working in partnership then? Because if you don't check in, you don't. You don't know what's happening. <laughs> you have no idea what space that person or headspace that person is sat in front of you if you've no. not. I, I used to have um, somebody in my team who, it took me a while to realise it was earlier on in my career, that actually he had a lot going on in his personal life. And only until I could talk to him about that in our one-to-one first, what's going on, what's going on outside of work. So, so we got that off the table. Could we then talk about other stuff? And we'd have a much more productive conversation. Uh, he, it was like he needed that space. And, but it took me a little while to recognise that. Yeah. And I was thinking, hang on, there's something deeper here. It, there's a lot of stuff going on outside of work. And we need to talk about that before we can start talking about any worky things here. And it just became part and parcel of our chats and check-ins. And Nancy Klein says, doesn't she, that people can't think when they're experiencing high levels of emotion. There you go. And in the rest of his work, he was probably suppressing the emotion in order to do the work. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. So, of course, he couldn't talk to you. Nope. Until we got that out yeah. in a cathartic kind of way. And then off we went. And it much better. Much yeah. better. Wow. Um, but again, I see that as basic leadership and management skills of how, or, or just basic communication skills of actually checking in with somebody and understanding how they are. You know, it's some of our solutions that we provide at the coaching culture, you know, we've had feedback from some people saying, oh, that's really helped me. You know, you advise us to say, to ask somebody how they are quite early on in a meeting, like the first question, and then how are you really? And 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 it was like, it's changed the dynamic of my conversations. Back to that, back to that customer of ours who said our, our managers were having all, the, were having loads of conversations, just the wrong ones. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Have we put the world to rights, do you think? Do you think do you think we've put the world of to rights in the coaching in today? <laughs> so when's your book coming out, hopefully? Oh crikey, is this are you holding me to account on a date? Please don't. No, um, but I, I you must definitely come back when it's about oh, to be published. Thank you. Um I don't know how long it takes to get published. So I'm I'm literally I'm about I'm at I'm I reckon about a week's worth of writing away, which obviously takes time. So I can't, I'm realizing I can't write for solid hours throughout the day. Yeah. It's kind of pick it up, drop it. And, and I can tell when my kind of fingertips are kind of going, yeah, I've got nothing else coming out of these now. This is not, this has got to stop. Um, so when I'm in flow, I can, I can bash through. I'm, I'm at the first manuscript stage. I reckon I'll have that done by the end of March. Okay. The, the end of this month should be the first manuscript. And then it's got to go into the editing sausage machine of actually none of that makes sense there, there, there. Let's look at it again. So I don't know how much we'll need editing. Um, so ah, in my head, I've got this summer, but it could be autumn. autumn. I, just I just don't know how long it takes to do the editing, the, you know, the finessing and the publishing. Yeah. So it could be autumn. autumn. Um, but it's definitely this year. Brilliant. Um, I, it's so exciting honestly I never ever dream genuinely like I said I've just not been dreaming big enough have I that's the problem how big are our dreams wow so how do people contact you Joe? 
Well, LinkedIn is always, I'm Joe Wright, coach on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, LinkedIn's a great place. Um, I, I kind of quite active on LinkedIn, sharing any conversations I've had and any learnings I can share with people. Um, so lots of learnings along the way. So I, sh- I, I share them out there. Um, and also, obviously, at, at Coaching Culture, we're at coachingculture.com and I'm Joe at <laughs> I'm as Joe we know, Co- as we well know, <laughs> and I'm Joe at coachingculture.com, although we have recruited another Joe, but it's, it's Joe with an E. So okay. we've got, we have Joe battles now. It's like, which Joe are we talking about? There's definitely the techie one and there's definitely the coach one. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I'll put those in the show notes, Joe. So Joe Wright, thank you so much for coming to the Coaching Inn. Thank you, Claire. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved it. Thank you. Perfect. So I'm Claire Pedrick and I've been in conversation with Joe Wright. Bye-bye, everyone. If you've enjoyed what you've heard today, we'd love you to share the podcast with a friend or leave a comment on social media. And if you'd like to become a regular at The Coaching Inn, you can subscribe on Podbean and all major podcast channels. We look forward to welcoming you next time. You've been listening to The Coaching Inn, 3D Coaching's virtual pub. For more information, check out 3dcoaching.com